Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 559 from November 19th, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Catherine Bell. Catherine, promoting her series Jag, is making her Classic Love Line debut on a new official studio tape. It's replacing the previous 81-minute fan tape from the 2008 JBJ stash. We now have the last 10 or so minutes. Catherine is a fun guest, really open to honest conversation and theme of the program. She talks about sex with her husband, basically. Adam does that weird hit-on-the-female-guest thing he always does, but she seems to be really into it. Adam pitches his TV show idea, Flight Doctor. Overall, very solid episode, hilarious, fun. Adam's on point, Drew's on point. Really good guest. It's too bad she didn't do more of these. She may have done the MTV show as well. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. And also on Podcast One, make sure to check out Loveline. The Daily Show is now a podcast as well, so you can get Current Day Loveline. You can follow them on Twitter, at Loveline. On Facebook, Loveline there as well. The Adam Carolla Show podcast, also on Podcast One. You can follow Adam on Twitter, at Adam Carolla. Adam and Dr. Drew do their own podcast, The Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew Show. You can follow Dr. Drew on Twitter, at Dr. Drew, and he's got his own podcast, The Dr. Drew Podcast, that's also worth checking out. I was on episode 37. And you can follow Podcast One on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well. Podcast One, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to support my efforts archiving these tapes, please visit patreon.com slash Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a podcast1.com production. <sighs> Two. Three, four, Welcome to Live With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Hey, it's the Loveline. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That's Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician. An addiction medicine specialist as well. And tonight we're um, honored to have Catherine Bell in here. Drew? Yeah. You've seen the show, Jag. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about that? That's about all I know. Oh. Oh, Drew. Ouch. Ouch. Drew, you don't know Jag? I, I don't watch television. Yeah, but this is Jag. Come on. It has to do with the military. We, we treat our guests properly. I know. I'm just uh, busting Drew's balls for not reading the bio and not taking any interest in the show whatsoever. He's tired, as he said. Yeah. Catherine uh, over here I met mm, probably, what was it, two months ago at some yeah. celebrity jet ski rally mm -hmm. thing over at the Arrowhead Pond. And when she kicked your ass and that... Yeah, uh, yeah, tell them about how, how we Catherine did. put a pretty good whooping on me, but let me explain <laughs> what happened. And uh, then I, I, I raised a, a bit of a stink, and uh, we had to redo stuff, and everyone got mad at me, and it was a, it was a big deal. First thing first, uh, there were about tw ten... Mm, yeah. Quasi celebrities. <laughs> I don't really put us in the full fledged celebrity. You're actually a celebrity. You're on CBS. Oh, okay. I'm on uh, MTV and uh, a couple radio stations. I'm not quite a celebrity, but someone must have scratched out at the last second. Maybe I think uh, Ruth Buzzy dislocated her hip, and uh, someone got on the phone to me. And when I found out that I could win one of these uh, ski doos, yeah. and uh, actually, more importantly, that the ski doo was worth about 6500 bucks. 
and uh, that and meant to me. I started putting the ad in the recycler yeah. uh, the day before, the Thursday <laughs> before I went out there. I thought, this is great. This is money in my pocket. I'll kick a little, uh, you know, these celebrities are soft. You know, they're mm -hmm. privileged. Mm -hmm. Indeed, you prove that. Yeah, but what I didn't know, uh, I didn't count on is the white trash contingent over at the celebrity. The folks that uh, spent summers out on the lake riding these things, uh, drinking Paps uh, Tall Boys, and uh, whooping it up. Uh, with the Hank Williams Jr. out uh, with the um, uh, pickup stereo crank. And now, I didn't know that Catherine had one of these things. Uh, also, Debbie Dunning had a couple of them. And then her, who, uh, whatever her, uh, what, what's the brother on uh, Home Improvement name? Uh, the kid they don't talk about. You don't know, Drew. What am the I looking at Drew one? for? The, the older old, the brother. Older yeah, the older one. This guy had like a, a jet ski dealership that he worked <laughs> at uh, during the summer. So uh, these people came prepared. Yeah. I naturally didn't come out to the practice day, which was a few right, days there earlier. There were the guys that came and practiced all day. Now, the one guy that came out and practiced all day actually busted up his chin to the point where he had, I believe... Uh, 30, 30, 40, some, stitches, 30 40 stitches going from his lip clear down to his chin. Oh, boy. Which was kind of a bad omen because uh, <laughs> we were told on the phone, hey, this is going to be a good time. Come on out. Enjoy yourself. It's just for fun. Safe. You'll have helmets. You put helmets uh, on. It. So we come there. First thing you do is, is we see a guy who's been um, mauled by one of these things. Oh, boy. And he said, uh, yeah, man, uh, I was out two days ago. It's a bear. And we're looking at all these stitches coming from this guy's mouth. I mean, it looked like it started uh, at his liver and just it's went like, out his like mouth. It's like caught the, the handlebar and ripped his mouth open. Yeah, it's like he bit through part of his lip. I, I don't know what happened, but I mean, I'm not talking <laughs> about I'm not talking about four or five stitches in his lip. I'm all talking right. about 30-something stitches down yeah, in front yeah, of this yeah. guy. So anyway, we sort of draw numbers, and I'm going first, and Catherine is going second behind me. And I'm sizing Catherine up. And you, you, you can see Catherine. She looks like a supermodel, right? Right. But a supermodel you could bring home to mom, like I was saying last night. This is what I was saying about you, Catherine. Uh -oh. I'm saying you're really hot, but you could feel good, you know, bringing you home because you got the brown hair and the dark eyes, and you look right. smart. Thank you. You may be smart. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying you have... She married a guy named a, Adam. Too. Had a sophisticated that that oh, I know. Look at this guy. What's he do? Sit home Manny. and refinish furniture all day and count your money? <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He wanted to buy my wetsuit off me. He can't be doing too good. He doesn't even have a wetsuit, this guy. He wanted to buy my wetsuit they gave me off me uh, right, after, right after I got my butt kicked. But the point is, is I went first and I was thinking, well, Catherine's going second. So at least I'm going to be, you know, in the winner circle for a couple of riders here because there's no way the spokesmodel is going to beat me. And she's, she's being coy. She's like, oh, I'm scared of stuff that runs <laughs> off gas. And eh. she was frightened of everything. So and is this the on button here? Right. <laughs> uh, what we didn't know is that uh, she actually uh, taught uh, German tourists how to ride these things uh, for, you know, 15 summers running back in her home state of, uh, where are you from? Um. LA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. The point is, as I got on, uh, I had a pathetic lap because I hit the kill button. And, right, uh, that was uh, what he said. Yeah, they, mm -hmm. said, uh, they said we will take your best lap out of the two laps. As I got started, they then told us we're combining the times of your two laps. Oh. And on one of my laps, I hit the kill button trying to hit the trim button, with, which is about a quarter <laughs> inch away from it. So then they combined that score. Naturally, I had a horrible score because one of the laps I actually killed the machine, had to start Beautiful. it up again. Fantastic. Catherine, and, and they flashed the sign, and you know they flashed the uh, the numbers Time. on six-foot-high letters uh, to the um, infield there. And anyway, Catherine went next. Catherine uh, beat me by about a day and a half, and uh, the crowd went wild. And uh, 
I hung my head. But uh, ultimately, uh, neither one of us did win. It was the guy with the busted lip right. who ended up winning. Who was kind of an a-hole, to be uh, quite honest. Wasn't he? Um, a little bit. Add a little tune. He was, he was nice to me. So yeah, I, I well, he has to. Who wouldn't be it's nice like, to well. you? He had his game face on the whole time I saw him. And his game face had a whole bunch of stitches on it. But anyway, so uh, Jag uh, doing very well. Tuesday nights, CBS. Uh, beginning of the second season? Third. Oh, third? Yeah. Third. Third. Second for me. Well, okay, that's what I meant. Yes, that's what I knew that's what you meant. What's and uh, Catherine plays uh, Major Sarah Mac McKenzie. Uh, next to a guy named uh, Harmon Harm Rab. <laughs> do they all do that? There's no gold farbs in the military, is there? No. And you're a uh, you're a lawyer? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, JAG lawyer. I'm a Marine. What's JAG stand for? JAG stands for the Judge Advocate General, which oh. is the judicial system of the military. It's, uh, you know, a few good men, basically. We, right. we do all the investigating and the courtroom stuff, court martials. But you also have to, like, rappel down the sides of exactly. carriers and we, stuff like you know, that. kickbox and get, you know, Marines in chokeholds hanging off helicopters. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We're super JAG. And nobody thought this series would last because these things come and go all the time, and they always try to do these military things, and I don't think um, I don't think the public is usually interested in it, but for some reason, uh, this... Uh, Must be the magic of the cast. Jag, the magic of Catherine, uh, Jag has, uh, has sustained, uh, keeps going, and I'm, I'm guessing it's even um, uh, getting better ratings than it ever did. It is. This season has been phenomenal. It's been really great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally realistic show, except for Catherine, because there's no woman in the military that looks anything <laughs> near that, and certainly uh, no... Uh, female attorney anywhere that looks like that. I don't know if you ever watch any of that court TV. Court TV. You'll, you don't see uh, women that look like you. Wow. All right. So, uh, but I was reading your bio and it said you wanted to be a doctor. Yes. Now, is that like when you're in junior high or is that when you're, you know, later on in life? It was you when know, I was at life? UCLA, actually. Um, really? I was either going to be a doctor or a biomedical engineer or oh. something. You see, the perfect woman. Something to that effect. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of got caught up in all the, you know, living in L.A. and being tall and everyone saying you should model. And so I started modeling and I fell in love with acting. Mm. I've always had people telling me I shouldn't model. And I don't even bring it up. They just come up and say that. So maybe you'll you'll go into biomedical engineering after all. (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, we'll go to the phones. Kevin? Yes. You're 16. Yes. Can you believe me and Drew get paid the same amount? Is that Uh, ludicrous? He said four words so far. We're 15 minutes into the show. <laughs> no, I can't believe it. All right, what do you want? Uh, I was circumcised when I was born, and I was wondering if either one of you had heard of or know of a way to reverse my circumcision. Uh, there, there. Uh, yeah, we both know. Yeah, of a put way. your thumb in your mouth and blow out real hard while you hold no, your nose, the, and it'll pop back in again. The, Won't it, Drew? Yeah. There, there is, of course, ways that this can be done. Uh, and the real question I always have is why. And it's very, very uh, odd for me. Uh, it's hard, for, hard one for me to understand why people would choose to Drew go Drew had his boys circumcised, so now he's become a champion for circumcision. No, I, because I understand if arguments. he admits that uncircumcised people are all right, then it's like he made a mistake No, with that's kids. not true. I have sure, no problem with, with skipping circumcision. I understand the arguments against, but once it's done, I don't understand the need to restore foreskin. And there, I found in the, in the trunk of your car, I saw a book called like The Joy of... Circumcision or something. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's in your car. <laughs> well, we had the guy on the show six months ago. Where right, I clean right. my car out every day, it was floating around the trunk. 
All right, and they're, these guys, what, what was the organization? The, like the Foreskin Preservation Society or something? I don't know, but the, it was an acronym that spelled out prepuse or right. something, like, <laughs> some, something like that. And there, there are ways that they can sort of elongate. Well, here's, here's the way they do it. They can train. It depends how much skin you have left. Right. I'm sorry you have to hear this, Catherine, but you, you're a, a biochemistry pre-student yeah, sure. or something. Medical. Yeah, this shouldn't offend you. Uh, how much skin did they leave you, Kevin? Uh, virtually none. Mm-hmm. Back to why, though. All right, but hold on. Let me just explain the techniques. One way is to train the skin that you have. Just like, you know, your skin will stretch. I mean, right. you could put on 200 pounds and you wouldn't rip down the middle. You just uh, Your skin would just accommodate the weight. Right. Right? So this is the same thing. They do it with, like, tape. Yeah. They just keep taping. I guess it's that medical stuff, like they do butterfly stitches out of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something like that. So that's one way. And what's the other way, Drew? Sew a sow's yeah, ear right I, to I, your I uh, end of your penis? Probably some, some skin graft. I think it has to do with stretching, but uh, maybe there's a graft. Now, why do you want this back? What's up? Uh, my glands is really sensitive, and I have always had problems with that sensitivity rubbing against my underwear. Hmm. Mm. Plus, I don't like being circumcised. Is that, uh-huh. Why not? The implication that it was done without my permission. Oh, boy. Kevin is angry. <laughs> boy, do you hate your parents. Yeah, what'd your parents you're do? You're looking for any excuse. You're really digging when you're blaming mom and dad for the circumcision. Why do you hate your parents so much? Mm. I don't hate my parents so much as the doctor who done it. Uh, <laughs> now your penis just uh, your your penis is just uh, uh, an example of how much you hate your parents. There are, you, you have you're scapegoating issue, your penis. Well, it's just issues with authority in general. The parents are the ones that chose to do the procedure, Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, don't blame the doctor. Now, also, do you, do you have any other sort of obsessive compulsive traits? Do you sort of wash your hands a lot and that sort of thing? No. No. Uh, how are you doing in school? Pretty good. Yeah. I'm getting B's in yeah. most of my classes. Uh-huh. <laughs> How's the dating going? I don't date yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, do, you, do you consider yourself an angry person? No. Yeah? No? I'm hearing some anger in his voice. All right, Kevin, here's the deal with your foreskin. Okay. Um, it's gone, and I think I would uh, learn to cope with that. I think these issues don't pertain to your penis. I think you have issues, and you're sort of channeling that energy uh, right to the end of your penis. Now, Lord knows I channel most of my energy into my penis, too, but it's not an emotional it's thing. In a it's different a pure way. manipulation. It's a mechanical thing, yeah. Absolutely. And, and the reason I was asking him about obsessive-compulsive traits is that uh, people with certain obsessive-compulsive disorders that I have seen tend to get these strange preoccupations. Males, strange preoccupation with the genitalia, the strange feeling, the sensitivity they describe it as, and they keep worrying about it and obsessing about it. And it's part of the biology of OCD sometimes. I can't even feel my penis unless it hurts. That's because you, you, you desensitize You're it regularly. Touch with it. No, he's, he's in touch with it all the time. No, but it's like an earlobe. It's, it's like, it's you like don't a callus. <laughs> it's callus, please. <laughs> it may be scarred emotionally, but it's not callus, Drew. Kim? Um, yes, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, yes, Dr. Drew, I was just wondering if you could elaborate on like the exact causes of eating disorders like... Anorexia and bulimia. The exact causes. Mom took you to ballet class when you were three. Yeah, one one of the ways. Uh, there's many. It it can be symptomatic of probably several different psychiatric disorders, and it is its own entity unto itself. Okay, but you you said like overinvolved parents. Yeah, I, I we we often you know we we tend to create sweeping generalities on this show, and one of the common syndromes we hear from is people who've had very intrusive parenting. 
It may it may look like a perfect family on the outside, but in fact, the parents don't let you evolve as an individual, and they get very intrusive, involved, and and uh, sort of overbearing uh, with the child. And they, the symptomatic of that is that you go to ballet when you're three and piano when How you're four. How are your folks, Catherine? Mm, my folks were great. Yeah. yeah. You grew up around here? Yeah, I grew up in L.A. I was born in England and raised here. What high school did you go to? Uh, Our Lady of Corvallis. Oh, you went to Corvallis? Oh, it's a hot all-girls school. It's up up Laurel Canyon. It was. I I almost got an apartment directly across the street from Corvallis. When you were 30. (laughs) No, I was like 20... Yeah, okay. So what? I was 30. No, I no because they closed it down and turned it into some sort of like a Berlitz school of something. Some or, Japanese thing. Yeah, but they it, it's this great school. All these great-looking Catholic girls in checkered skirts. Oh, that's and, where you, that is where you develop that preoccupation. Yeah. Yeah. you got to develop it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was right above uh, Ventura up Laurel Canyon there. Was, I knew a bunch of girls who used to go there. What, uh, what year did you graduate? Well, I can't tell you that. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? You look great. You can say how old you are when you look good, can't you? Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll talk. That, we'll talk yeah, during we'll the talk. break. We know, yeah. We know some knew, people. Knew we a lot of a lot of girls that went there. I thought you looked familiar. No, I was. Uh, I tried to get a janitorial job there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so six Kim, bucks an hour. It's all I could afford, Drew. What's Where's up? the hi hat, Engineer Mike? What's okay. up with you, Kim? What's, what's Why you. are these concerns of yours? Well, I also have OCD. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive disorder, and right. I was told that um, a chemical imbalance of serotonin yeah. could also be the cause of of the OCD. Like. Sure, but the other, the other setting in which you see eating disorders is in sort of more significant characterologic disturbances. People that were abused in other ways, maybe more overtly, and uh, I was also sexually molested. Yeah, when and I was that, right, very young. and that's that's the other setting we see eating disorders. Sort of two ends of a spectrum of abuse, two different extremes of a different kind of abuse. And so the OCD, the eating disorder, and probably you've been told maybe you have a borderline personality. Is that I've a, never been told that. Okay. That's also that's a common thing in people with uh, those sorts of histories. So what should she do? Stay in treatment. I'm, you must have, have somebody watching you. I mean, somebody who's, who's come up with these diagnostic impressions. Stay with them. Claudia, you ever have an eating disorder, Catherine? Yeah, actually, when I was modeling. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, see? Yeah, I ask the uncomfortable good, questions, but it pays off be. once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, how long did you have that for? Uh, probably on and off for about a year. Yeah, I went, to, went, to, went over to Japan, and everyone is, you know, it's all about being skinny, even if you're. It's not really an eating disorder. Now, it's so. just like. Well, it's a well, pitfall of the. Of, well, of course it's a, if you're yeah, throwing up, it's an eating disorder, and, right? You know, picking out and then throwing up. And, oh, you're doing, yeah, the, you're doing the bulimic ugly, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd you How'd you beat it? Um, just. I think just working on myself and just getting my head back in the right place and realizing that that's not you know what it was it was all about it was it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a struggle and it just took some time you know some just growing up time I think. How, how old were you at the time? Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh boy. Yeah. Never had an eating disorder. Drew, any? Uh, do guys have eating disorders? Yeah, much guys less, just get fat. No, don't they? Much, less, much less common. common why is but that? they do. They, do. they don't have the pressure. Society doesn't put the pressure. Presumably, on them. it's it's some uh, gender issue, yeah, social issue. I've seen some guys around who really could uh, use just a little bit of pressure. <laughs> guys get it. I've seen it. They get it. Oh, they do. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's from drinking too much beer or something, isn't no, it? No, they get it. No, because I've thrown up many a time uh, <laughs> myself without being sick. But it's usually uh, because I my body was expelling some poison. <laughs> Claudia. Hi. Hey, you're 21. You're on with Catherine Bell. Oh, hi, everyone. Hello. Um, I have a question. I have a big problem. One of my closest friends, her boyfriend, whom she's been going out with for about four years, 
is cheating on her. And I know this, not because I've slept with him or anything like that, but because his best friend told me mm-hmm. in, like, a drunken state. So he wasn't, like... All right, I've had enough of that culture. Oh, I don't like these third-party ones. My yeah, but aren't you going to ask friend. the obvious, which is why she's so interested in this guy? Mm. Uh, why are you so interested in this guy? No, she hung up? Claudia? No, see, she hung up, Jerome. What are you going to do? Mm. Don? Yeah, You're 18. Don. I haven't hung up on anyone in a long time. And, Drew, why do you pick that call? We're going from an eating disorder to uh, uh, some Looked third like party a, thing? A, Please. Don? It didn't look like a third party thing. You're 18. Yeah. What's going on? Um, I called in about a week ago, and uh, you guys was... I asked for some advice on asking out a girl. Uh-oh. <laughs> and it was a... Uh, Real beautiful girl. I was asking about it, and uh, Adam, you said go next day. Ask her out. Uh-uh. So I got up in the morning, gave her a call, and went went out to eat. It's, you... gone, it's gone pretty well. So oh, really? Yeah. Was oh, she saying the advice worked? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. The advice worked then. It paid off. Absolutely. So she went out with you, and you've been going out ever since. Yeah, I mean, so far. How many dates you had? Pretty good. Um, I don't know, maybe three or four. We went uh went and seen Fiona Apple together. Yeah, what what Two uh days ago, actually, huh? Uh, how old is this girl? She's eighteen. Mm-hmm. Have you been making out and stuff? Uh eh, somewhat. Not really. No? I mean we haven't done anything other than that. You've been kissing with your tongues? Yeah, somewhat. Have you? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay, because it's important that you establish that early on. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it otherwise the friend, he's uh, just taking her to Fiona Apple. I see. You understand? You know yeah. what I'm talking about, about, right? You know, a little patience, a little time, you know. Yeah, that's good. Dates. No, that's fine. Yeah. You don't have to sleep with someone on the you know first date or even the fifth date or the tenth date, but you have to establish that it's a physical type it's of more relationship, than just right? that it's more than just goofing off. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Otherwise... You- wasted all this time and well i'm just saying yeah that's yeah, what i'm saying, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying. saying yeah, right. basically why Thanks, bother sure. if it's not gonna go there right no i no, <laughs> here, no, no 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 but no. guys have a horrible fear of being stuck in the friend uh, box uh, no here's what i used to do back when i wasn't as much man as you see uh, before you the kind right. of guy come in last in a jet ski competition mm-hmm. kind of guy blame his parents for everything <laughs> the circumcision thing right i would be the kind of guy who when i was 18 19 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 5. Just up until like uh, last June, oh. I would say to women who I knew really didn't want to go out with me, like, let's just say you're single. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, you're way out of my league, right? So I'd, you don't have to nod. Right. You don't have to <laughs> nod feverishly to everything. I don't, I'm looking at your husband right now. I don't know what happened. I'm guessing some kind of uh, roofies or something. What? I don't know how he got some you. But the, the point is, <laughs> the point is, is, Aww. I wouldn't ask you out straight out. Yeah. I wouldn't say, um, hey, Catherine, uh, how about we take in a little dinner and a movie and maybe some dancing afterward? Because I know you'd say no. I'd say, how about I come over and, like, change your oil in your okay. car? Or come over and do something around your house? Show which you case is display your prowess. No, I would work my way into her lair. You see, uh, so I I would say, how about I come over sometime and like do some stuff around your yard? In which case, you'd say, yeah, uh, yeah, all right, whatever. And then I'd come over and I'd start doing stuff around the yard. And then I'd say, 
boy, it's hot. Uh, how about we go out and like uh, get a smoothie or something? And you go, yeah, all right. You worked in the yard. I'll, I'll buy a smoothie. And we'd go out to get a smoothie. Meanwhile, I'd I'd have this like succession of little um, little outings and stuff. But but you would just think I'm a nice guy who's working on your yard, and I would think we're going out. That's why I would plant one on you right after the smoothie. Right after the smoothie. I was going to say, when would, when were you going to work in the... Uh... I would probably work it in uh, I, I, probably within a date or two, or an yeah. outing those, those or two. It's dates. not really dates, yeah. I would try something. How often get slapped and... It yeah, never right. works. It never works. Never worked. Yeah. yeah. I think the direct approach works. I think it would, but I, I could never muster the, the <laughs> um, gall to do that. Drew, what about yourself? I know you had uh, huevos the size of Montana. When no. you were a kid, weren't you? Yeah, no. No? No. Yeah, good looking. Quailax. Going to that uh, great school of yours, uh, folks, doctors, uh, well on your way. You didn't have that? No. No. Okay. All right, why don't you pick the next call, Drew? We'll go to break. Uh, Brad, let's see, Brad is 31. Friend has asked him to have a threesome with he and his wife. Okay, this is good. All right, I'm going to pose the same question to Catherine when mm -hmm. we come back. With most of the city in bed, it was then that the puppets came to life. Running around, tinkering with things they should leave alone. Calling radio talk shows with pretend problems. Wait a minute, are you a puppet? Uh, no. Love line will be right back. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer. Who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is, next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. All new episodes, Monday at 8, 7 Central on The CW. Hi, this is David Spade, and when I'm driving around listening to the radio, if there's absolutely nothing on any other station, I listen to Loveline with Adam and Drew, because I'm naughty. Hell yeah. When was he on? Like a week ago? Yeah. All right. He was uh, so, he was so uh, well behaved. You All know right? why? I've heard him on a, on a few shows now. The poor guy's whooped. He gets, he's like afraid. Yeah. Either that or he's on the weed. No, no, he's no, not. No, he may be on the weed, yeah. No. He, yeah, he may be. It's, no. all, it's all celebrities. Farley and all those guys hangs out with. No, he's he's not whooped um, emotionally. He's tired. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's getting dragged from thing to thing. He's on a million he's shows, and he just right sits there and behaves himself. It's kind of nice. Drew, you shoot me if I ever get that way, though, <laughs> won't you? Catherine Bell is here. She is from JAG. JAG airs uh, Tuesday nights, which would be uh, last night. But don't worry. 
Uh, there'll be another Tuesday coming up in like eight days. And it's on at uh, 8 o'clock on CBS. Uh, it's on its third season. She'll be going into her second season, or is going into her second season. And in the middle of? And uh, basically just uh, you look good in that uniform. You uh, solve crime. You bust uh, sailors and... Um, it's uh, it's it's you can't miss with this show. True, I suggest you start watching Jag like I do. Okay. 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 Then. Uh, Absolutely. Settled. Uh, you you were saying uh, during the break you uh, shoot in Valencia, is it? Yes, we do. What's there? Uh, Magic Mountain. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't. Uh... <laughs> I I drive no. by it every day. I never get to go there. No, it's it's just um. Well, it's kind of cool for us because we have a lot of desert shots, a lot of Hummers stuff, and you know, mm -hmm. the desert's right there. And but where do you do stuff like if you do stuff on aircraft carrier or something? Uh, on stage, we have uh, we have pretty much a ship built inside a stage. We have the bridge, and we have you know all the hallways and corridors and little rooms. And aircraft carriers, a lot of times, will shoot like at Van Nuys Airport, something like that. They they paint it to look like. Uh, oh, they would paint break. like just a big parking lot or a big uh, tarmac to just look like the tarmac black, of a of a aircraft put up a piece carrier. Of a carrier, bring in a couple of fake jets, <sighs> and uh, there you go. And, uh, yeah, you don't have a taping day. You just shoot all week long, right? All week long, yeah. It takes eight days to shoot an episode. And is it, um, is it uh, like, real long days? Mm, anywhere from 12 to 16 hours. Oh, oh boy. Mm -hmm. and That's a deal breaker. We don't get breaks. We don't get hiatuses until, yeah, but it's until one, May. Uh, oh, really? We get, like, two months off. That's why we have the oh. greatest job there is. You're getting destroyed. really is. Yeah, you especially, Drew. Especially me. Especially I understand. I've got to, I understand. Okay, it. Good. You have to keep rubbing it in. No, I understand that. Uh, but you get to sit around and eat and, and uh, read your script and look at the paper and all that stuff, right? A little bit. It's not. It's actually a pretty grueling schedule because you know they'll light. You know, have you'll have ten, fifteen, twenty minutes while they do that, and then you go and you shoot, and then you have a little time again, and you know. But you don't have to keep doing changes, right? Because you're always well, in the uniform. Well, we're pretty much in the same uniform. Yeah. <clears throat> That's good. That's yeah. very wise. See, I could <laughs> never do that because I couldn't remember any lines. I'd have to uh, sort of uh, oh. improvise no so everything. Well, by having to read it. Mm -hmm. seems so over oh, do you have teleprompter? Do they have cue no, cards I'm or anything? You would have to have a No, they don't have cue cards. Why not? Could you imagine? That'd be terrible. Why? Because you'd be like an idiot. Just yeah, well, I good. could then, act with a cue card. Then the people like Adam could have a job. Yeah. Well, then, well, then we should work on that. All right, we'll work then. on getting you some cue cards. I'll look into that. And I'd like some for the show, too. Brad? Yeah. You're 31. What's going on? Hey, I love you guys' show. I listen to it every night except course when you're not on and uh i even turn off the tv to listen to you so thank you yes. uh i guess you already know what my question is um friend has asked him to have a threesome with him and his wife right mm-hmm uh who the friend's wife yeah or your wife yeah. no no i'm not married my okay. friend's wife okay. uh -huh. you're the third party that's correct and are you thinking about this well i've like I said, I've, I've listened to your show enough times to know that this is probably one of the worst ideas yes. ever to get involved in something like that. So that means he's going to do it. <laughs> uh, he knows it's a bad idea, yet he still has to hear it from us. Well, listen, eating an entire pie is a bad idea. It doesn't mean it can't be a good time. It's not, yes, yeah, thank but you, But what Drew. it affects, I didn't, we have yes, not, we've never said say. that people Fine. could not enjoy the, ex the experience. We've said that it, it creates, has an emotional impact that people don't really identify or recognize, and it will have consequences. Yeah. These will not be your friends after right. you're done. Well, more, I guess I've fantasized about it, and, I th and of course, you know, she's a very, very beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't mind it, but I'm wondering how I might talk to my friend 
and bring up the subject that just just him asking me if I would be interested is kind of a a red light. Yes. Something something's might wrong. Be going wrong in yes. a relationship. That's true. Uh, that 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 that's more what I wanted to. You don't have any attraction to him too, though, do you? Uh, no, no, not at all. No. But I would still find that distracting. Now, what is your what is your intent here? Why don't you just turn tail oh, and run? Can you imagine me and you together, Drew? Can <laughs> <laughs> you imagine the humanity? Oh, please. <laughs> you might have just scared me right there with that one. Oh, jeez, I would be laughing my ass off the whole time. Oh, that, that would, would be, that would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, wait a minute, Brad? Yeah. Wait, wait, what's so funny about that, Kathy? <laughs> I was just picturing it. I don't know. It's just that. You're probably like Drew and me tagging out, maybe mm. a little high five. Oh, God. <laughs> well, why yeah. couldn't you just use my penis? <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're attracted to the wife. You're yeah. not attracted to the guy because you're not but, into but, guys. But why are you going to get involved with the No, he's problems. not going to do it. But yeah, but he's, he's, he wants to explore what the problem is in their relationship. I mean, why, why does that matter to you? Well, he's my best friend. I've, ah. Okay. I've known him since we were in right. junior right. high school. Right. Right. You definitely shouldn't do it. Yeah, definitely oh. don't do it. Yeah. But give an opportunity to talk about what's going on in the relationship and why this has come up and what, what's going on with them. And uh, and then kind of stay out of it. Stay out of it. I, it, it. I get this eerie feeling that you're really interested in his wife. Well, it's, it's Brad, the way he put it. Brad, I mean, no, 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 no. That you're really interested in her. Because Brad's and, lonely. Brad, you don't yeah. have a woman, right? No, I don't. Thank yeah. you. No, and it's been Adam some... picked up on that real quick. Uh, you must have some experience with that. It's that high pitch in the voice. <laughs> I don't know what happened to guys. If guys don't get laid for like six months, their, their voice goes up a couple of octaves uh, every six months. They don't get laid. Eventually, they start uh, sounding Screeching. like... a <laughs> Seagull or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only dogs can make out what their uh, sentences are. Well, so, the whole thing would be that she wouldn't actually know it was me. No, Brad, look. No, how's please. That? Wait a minute. What? Do you, oh, how's that work? You would wear a mask? Uh, no. She, she would wear something over her eyes. Uh, evidently, she's made up a list of men that she'd uh -huh. be interested in. I went as far as to ask my friend. She made up a list. Are you, in, are, are you really okay with this? Is, I mean, this. Whose idea I was, was married, it? Was it hers or his? Um, he told me that it was both of theirs. Yeah, well, find out whose idea it was. And I, that's as far as I've been able well, to Well, she made that. a list up. Yeah, after he'd been pounding on her for three years, so we have to do this, and she set up the criteria. Well, knowing her, I think it was probably more her idea, but I don't really know. All right, Brad, you need to find yourself a woman and, and stay out of this relationship. Yeah, this is a very, volatile. very volatile, chaotic mess, and you get in the middle of that, you're going to be very sorry. Really, uh, just stay away. You give an opportunity to talk about it, but don't go any further than that. All right. Okay. Let, let them handle it. Uh, one quick question oh, for boy. Dr. Drew. Is uh, irritable bowel syndrome a chronic condition? Yes. It is? Yes. What's that mean? Oh, Spastic colon. That is a deal breaker on the threesome front right there. I don't need some guy with a spastic bowel coming in the room and disrobing and uh, mounting uh, the old lady. Because, listen, when uh, you're getting in a threesome, you're doing nothing but staring at ass the entire time. Oh, could you imagine? Oh. What a, what a, uh, what a volatile combination. 
the threesome bowel. in the irritable bowel uh -huh. syndrome. The crazy couple in the irritable bowel. Oh, irritable boy. bowel, basically, for people to understand, it's just it's recurrent, intermittent diarrhea and constipation and abdominal pain. Just, some people get headaches. This guy gets abdominal pain. No, no. Improve with bulk agents, no. antispasmodic therapy. Now, if I was going to get involved with the threesome, I would have all parties cleaned out completely. Not only externally, but internally. Like, full flushing. Full like before a, before a, a, a marathon or something. Yeah, not even, a, not even a colonic like that day. I would start the, you know, the green Months. tea diet, like, you know, let's say a month beforehand. And just have them living off of, uh, let's say, matzah and green tea. Matzah. True. Or maybe those uh, rice patties Brown rice, or something. Maybe? Brown, Brown rice. rice. Right. And then okay. no food at all uh, two days before the sex act. Wow, you got yeah. this all worked out. And up. I would wrap them with saran wrap and uh, uh, put them in, um, in uh, some sort of... Uh, um, Antibacterial... Yeah, I'd scrub them down real good, and, and I'd mm -hmm. shave them clean. All right, here we go. Eyebrows, <laughs> everything. There you go. Sounds sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been married for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's working out pretty good. I can see that, too. Your husband, you drag the guy everywhere. <laughs> He comes. He was at He's the. Uh, he was friend. at the boat race. Oh, please! I hate that talk. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong. There's something up with this relationship. It's. It's. Um, what's he got? Some sort of. He must know something about you. There's some sort of blackmail involved what's, here. Oh, did you see that? Yeah. I. I. I what does he do Size for a living? Feet. Oh. Struggling. He's a writer, right? In the business. Uh, no, he's not. Not in the business. No. Well, he. He was in the business, and he's kind of in the business again. Um, uh huh. Is he a uh, behind-the-scenes guy? He's, he was behind-the-scenes, and he's getting in front of the scenes. Uh, so. Where'd you meet him? We met on a movie set. Wow, and he yeah. just, he was he was working on the movie. He uh, he was working on the, oh, it was funny, because you were talking about that earlier, and being brave and asking women out. He was uh, the one guy who did not hit on me, and kind of hid way in the back, and I kept going, who's that? Who's that? Keep uh, that's the PA. I, I went after him, and oh, it's, oh, oh, asked him out. And oh, please, I that. <laughs> And this crap never happens to me. And your point? All right, Drew. All right, we got to go to break. Drew, oh. why, why don't you sell the next call? Oh, uh, Has an... Uh, Marie has an injury scar on her crotch that swells and it hurts during sex. All right, so from the frying pan into the Gosh. fire here. Hello, hi. We are fish. That's right. Further, we're two of the smartest fish. Uh, right. Fish get lonely. <laughs> Please speak to them. Please. Thank you. Hey, is that a worm? No, that's fish poo. Loveline, I'll be right back. Please speak to fish. All right, everybody, True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see exactly what's going on in your area. You pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app is special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They've partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. 
True Car and True Car Certified Dealers. And using True Car Certified Dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy, it's evolved, it's technology, it's made simple. It's about time. Hi, this is Andy Dick from News Radio, and you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes, you is, and we're here with uh, Major Sarah Mac McKenzie and uh, Dr. Drew Drewski and uh, Adam Adam Carolla. Show's Love Line phone number one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. Save Ferris next week. Seven Mary three Marcy Playground. Ah. Oh. Joey Lawrence will be in, finally. I've been saving up for him, Drew. I bet. Oh, boy. I can't wait to hear that follow-up CD. Woo! Does everybody have to have a CD? All right, Ann, I'll stop. But does everyone need to have a CD? That's my only question. What happens? Is and a some... book. Oh, wait a minute. We're doing a book. Yeah. All right. All right. That means the CD will follow, huh? But at least we're smart enough to get someone to write it for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like these guys get someone to sing. It's not like Shatner. Got, uh, you know, Buddy Holly to sing for him, although I guess he was dead. Anyway, Catherine Bell is here. She's uh, in JAG Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, CBS. She's um, she's really uh, a dream woman for me. <laughs> Drew likes blonde. He's telling you something. Really? No, I know. That's how I mean. It's that total respect. Uh, wow. I, you know. Thank you. That's, um, uh, it's how I like him. You know, he got that. <laughs> Drew likes blondes. He likes the dizzy blonde look. Really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. You'd think... You know, you'd think he'd go for that more European look. Right. Yeah. No, huh? No. Yeah, you, he, I'd, I'd he, peg you for a blonde sort of no, guy. No, not at all. Wow. Yeah, Drew likes the uh, blondes with the fake boobs, the huge <laughs> fake boobs. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah, chew uh-huh. gum oh, real, and the yeah. big long nails with the unicorn decals on them. <laughs> Little rhinestones. Yeah, and they nice. pronounce uh, vagina, vagina. Mm. That's what Drew likes. But not me. I like that Italian look, that, that kind of look that you could bring home. You know, and you wouldn't get crap either. Okay. <laughs> you got a right. sister or anything? Mm, no. Serious? No. No. Only child. Okay. How old's your mom? She's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> She's beautiful, actually. I'll bet. Mm. She's got to be. <laughs> or I'll just move on to your dad. <laughs> Marie. Hi. You're 22. Yep. What's going on there? Um, I have a scar right where my leg meets, like, my crotch area. What do you mean a scar? A scar from an injury. Okay. Um, and it usually is flat, like normal scar tissue. Uh huh. Well, what um, kind of? What every kind once of, in a while, it becomes inflamed. What kind of injury did you have down there? Um, it was a cut, a pretty oh, big cut. Oh, cut! Oh, hold on a yeah, second, wait, Drew. Wait a minute, she's got a scar. Ah, a cut caused by a cut. That's so rare that they. I don't even know what that is. I, I can't put that together. Drew, could you draw that out oh, for maybe me? Maybe we better ask her again. Scar caused by a. What? Cut maybe by like a sharp instrument or something? Something sharp? Yeah. yeah. Bet, I'm yeah. going, no, nah, I'm going for something big and bulbous, uh, filled with sand. Okay, uh, possibly uh, made of uh, velvet or felt. Clay. We have the world's dumbest listeners, Catherine. <laughs> they, they really are. No matter how obvious the question is, they find a way to work around it. Scar. So uh, what happened that you what, were uh, caused, caused to have a cut down what there? What caused that injury? Bicycle accident, 12 years old. Oh, boy. Car accident? 
Bicycle. Bicycle, I said. Yes. All right. Okay. And uh, it never keloided or anything like that? No, it wasn't a big deal. It okay. was just a deep cut. On okay. Stitch. All right. No big deal. Okay. When I was about 17, uh, it got inflamed, like inflamed scar tissue. Uh. And um, I was afraid that something might be wrong, so I went to a gynecologist. Uh huh. And she checked everything out and said it was just inflamed, probably um, my lymph nodes may be a little bit swollen hmm. if I had a cold or something. Um, and because it was right in that area. Uh-huh. Um, every once in a while, maybe two or three times a year. Hold on, Marie, are you in the tub? Yes. Really? Oh. How did you pick now up on we're that? getting somewhere. Cool. What did you hear? I can smell Mr. Bubble coming uh, <laughs> through the microphone. What did you hear? I get a feeling when yeah, a woman is good. in a tub. Anyway, um, hold on a second. He wants to know more about the tub. Oh, God. Are you naked in the tub? No, she's fully clean. No, I'm in my swimsuit with my best friend. Yes, I'm naked. All right, okay. I could have I worked with that as well. Um, you're, what, you're planning your evening? Uh, I can't go in a tub without diddling myself. I really can't. <laughs> because your head is right against your crotch when you're sitting in a tub, if you think about well, ours it. Ours is pretty deep. It, yeah, but you're not standing up in it, right? No. All right, you're slumped over. Um, All right. Come in. Um, come in. It's my husband. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm in the tub because it hurts, and it only feels good to soak it. Right. Um, it hurts to wear underwear, um, oh and my jeans rub on it. Uh. And I've worn a Band-Aid over it um, so it doesn't rub. How long has it been uh, inflamed like this? Excuse me? How long has it been inflamed like that? About a week or so. And well, the hot bath's a good idea. They're, they're, I, again, it's the kind of thing that I would have to really be able to see to know exactly right. what it's Right. It's not, like, pussy or infected. Yeah, but, but it, it could... I mean, scars can get inflamed very easy. It's, it's not normal tissue. They can pull apart, and uh, when they do, sometimes they come inflamed, and then they can get secondarily infected. Okay. The cellulitis could develop. I mean, it's something to go get taken care of, go get looked at. The hot bath, a great idea for starters, but if that doesn't do it, um, there may be some creams that can put on there, maybe an oral antibiotic. Would it be there. good? I'm just wondering because I don't have health insurance right now. Yeah. Like to put like a neosporin or yeah. a Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and start with that, but and keep it free of, of uh, irritation if you possibly can, okay? <laughs> so I don't, don't wear underwear. Yeah. All right. Where's All that right. loofah, Marie? Is that uh, in plain view? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Can you make any kind of uh, sound for us? Is that good enough for yeah, you? Yeah, that'll do. All right. Between that and Catherine, I'll be set for the night. <laughs> All right, thank right, you. All right, I'll have to put you in that tub later on when I get home, Catherine. Not, uh, you know, just uh, emotionally. It, the image? Thing. Yeah, okay. you'll make an appearance. All right. I don't take uh, I don't take baths. Uh, Drew, do you take baths? You don't take baths. You're not enough time. No, you there, know what? Right? Uh, my kids take them every day, and sometimes we run out of hot water. So if we do, sometimes I'll use it when they're done. They don't pee in the tub? Probably. Probably do. <laughs> well, Actually, we... Actually, not anymore. We meticulously take them to the toilet before they go in the tub. Really? Yeah. I don't think you should take that away from a kid. That's part of being a kid. Um, it is? We have three of them. Oh, the same. yeah. That's a they're lot all the, right. they're three of the same age, all doing the same stuff. So. You all, know what I mean? All peeing in the tub? Yeah. So they, they just take their turn to the toilet and they get in. Right. Okay. Catherine, you take uh, you take a bath or shower? Um, I mostly take showers, but I get in a little hot tub. Oh, you got a hot tub? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that is so good. He has to finish this show. Awesome. <laughs> You're naked in the hot tub, right? Well, of course. Oh, man. You ever put the jet anywhere weird? <laughs> you know you've tried. I'll never tell. Oh, boy. 
It's a part of my past I don't like to talk about. Okay. I'd like to take a bath at my house, but my my tub is like so fouled. It's it's just uh, it's it's got weird. I clean out paintbrushes. I was going to say it's because it, like you stuck soil my tub. Yeah, yeah, it's in such bad shape. And my that one downstairs. Is, one down, no, it's the shower downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the guy took the uh, cramp in the tub upstairs, oh. but not in my bathroom and the other bathroom. How about that story last night? Wasn't that something? Yeah, last night some uh, kid called. This is brilliant. Some kid calls. He, uh, he's got a girlfriend of 13 months. Mm -hmm. He's like 17 years old. She's 17 years old. He loves her to death. She'll never let him inside her house. Or, yeah. Right? Why? Drew, don't interrupt if the story's he's... going along fine. She doesn't want... She, Nick just won't let him. And he's become very suspicious. Hmm. So he takes the key out of her locker when she's not looking. I guess her house That's, keys. Uh... He goes and makes a copy of one. Puts the keys back, and now he has the copy. Now, she goes out of town with her mom, and he uses the key with his friend to go check out the house one night. Finds a bathtub filled with feces. No. Yes, no water running in the house, and feces. Oh. Toilets filled, too. Toilets oh, filled. No. Well, I guess you'd go with the toilet first before you got well, to the tub. I, it's, it's also bizarre you never what know. they were up to. A big tub full of feces. Ooh. Yeah, that's so bad. So I guess he broke up with her, hopefully. No. Nope. <laughs> it didn't seem to phase him too much. <laughs> yeah. That's how 17-year-old guys are. I guess so. The penis takes precedent. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. You're 17. Yeah. Uh, I went on vacation to see my friends again in Florida because I used to live there. And uh, I found out that they're really big into uh, getting high every night. So, you know, um, i never done it before. And... Uh, I decided, well, I'll just go ahead and try it. Well, the first few times didn't work for me. Didn't get high, didn't get anything from it. Then the third time... The third time, you mean the same evening? It's a, well, no. Um, I'd say I did it like two or three nights in a row. Okay, third night, all right. Yeah. So by the uh, third night, I just totally was tripping big time. Did you hallucinate? Um. Well, I don't know. I just... I just had, like, uh, I guess maybe the normal parts where you could hear voices and hmm. you get uh, real thirsty and stuff like that. Hearing well, voices would not be on the spectrum of usual experience for marijuana. Unless the voice was like the ones I hear, which is, Hey, Adam, get off the effing remote. <laughs> um, it was just really weird. Well, I had a real bad experience. Heavy, a large dose of marijuana is hallucinogenic. Yeah. So it's possible you just got a larger dose. And there really does seem to be some sort of priming properties with pot, that the first couple times people smoke it, usually, in fact, nothing does happen. And for people who are prone to the addiction to marijuana... I think it's because they, they don't know how to smoke it that, right. That has always been my suspicion. Because they take that big mouthful and but then spit it, it out. Really, it's too reproducible a phenomenon. And the people I don't know, but the inhaling, the the um, act of inhaling is not a real natural one. It takes no. a little. It takes no. a little getting used to. Right. But the people who are going to become addicted typically right, get Catherine? a couple of exposures. Yeah, it, it did take cool, a while, right? Used. And right. It was, this was an unpleasant. <laughs> I know what's going on in that hotel. <laughs> this was an unpleasant experience, right? Yeah, going to drown in there one day. All right. Yeah, I mean, I really didn't start getting the hang of it until right. the first time I got high. All right, it was an unpleasant experience. Oh yeah, because right. see, the thing is, is I'm I'm also epileptic. Oh. I have a minor case of it. I haven't had a seizure for like a year and a half. Or are you on any medication right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm on Dilantin right now. Dilantin. I'm on I'm on the uh, lightest amount of medication you can take too. About 100 milligrams. Yeah, 100. Okay. I take one in the morning and one at night. All right. Well, and, uh, that's 200 milligrams. That's not the lightest. 
Well, okay. Uh, I see my dilantin levels comes up like 13, 14. All right, that's fine. It takes uh, the 100 milligram tablet nine times a day, true? <laughs> the lightest possible dose. <laughs> uh, but listen, uh, I doubt that that has anything significant to do with why you have that peculiar reaction. All right, but what will pot do to you if you're uh, epileptic? I, probably, probably be better. No. Calm me down a little no. bit. No. I suspect no. it lowers seizure threshold a little bit, but yeah. it's not a prominent feature. How do you know about that? Well, well, no, I mean, what happens if you have a seizure? Well, the one that causes seizures is cocaine. That no, one causes I mean, seizures. What happens if you have a seizure and you're high? You know, high, yeah. That's, that's bums that's your trip, man. I guess so. Someone putting a wall in your mouth is a real <laughs> bummer when you're, when you're stoned. True. I, I would think it would help because yeah, it would because calm it's, you down. It's, well, it's a central nervous system depressant, and sometimes those help, but I'm not sure that's the case with this drug. What about booze? Is that good for uh, epileptic seizures? No, it induces seizure. Oh, it does? Yeah. See? And withdrawal is mm -hmm. even more common. Another reason to smoke marijuana. <laughs> All right. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, talk more to Catherine Bell from JAG. More from uh, Dr. Drew from Pasadena, and uh, all that after this. Love Line will be right back. Don't go to Mars. All right, if you're a business owner, you know that your business is only as good as the talent that you hire. And posting job in one place just doesn't do it. It's impossible to find quality candidates. Now, with ZipRecruiter, everybody, you can post 100-plus job sites with a single click, instantly match to candidates from over 6 million resumes, plus watch the brand-new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface within 24 hours. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. That's right. Why do it any other way? Just with a single click, 24 hours, get it posted everywhere, and in come the candidates. Today, you get to try ZipRecruiter for free. How we're able to do that, I don't know, but you get it for free. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. One more time, ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Adam. All right, the love line. Catherine Bell from JAG is here, and we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Love Line on Radio Station. Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. She's Catherine Bell from JAG. Tuesdays, 8 o'clock. Phone number, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191, fax number 310-854-4005. And um, Drew and I were talking during the break. Uh, for those of you who listen to the show, a lot of you know I got a big lump, the lucky lump. Would you like to rub it, uh, Karen? Yes, I would. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Come on, one more time. Again. Ooh. All right, now feel the other hand in, in contrast. <laughs> that's See, that's smooth. bad. Nothing yeah. there, but then, then that big thing there. So I got this big lump in the palm of my hand, and it needs to be drained. And it's really—it's been around for years, but it's really starting to hurt, and I can't—you know—it's hurting the mobility of my wrist. And this is my bread and butter hand. It's actually just a butter hand, actually. The, 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 yeah, lubricant hand. You're talking about? Yeah, no, I'm not a little butter, player. huh? No, I'm margarine. Man. Margarine. Putting the penis on the diet. Um, Left-handed, but it's—it's uh, it's my good hand. I, I need it for a multitude of things, and. Um, the point is, is I want Drew to drain the lucky lump. 
and uh, I think he can do it, although he swears it's not going to work. He thinks it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. Why? Well, it's going to reform very quickly. So and, what? And all you're doing, and I think that thing is contiguous with your joint, with the wrist, and you're potentially exposing a sterile area to the outside world. It can get your joint infected. Mm. Be a big mess. Could be a big mess. Yeah, but if you really loved me, you'd drain it, right? I will do it, especially if you have a hand surgeon, give a blessing to that. I'll be happy to do it. But no, when you say blessing, you just mean consent. He doesn't consent. actually perform some <laughs> well, sort of ceremony over my does, hand. So much the better. <laughs> Sort of thing. I'd like a guy mix a little religion in with his <laughs> surgery. Some holy water. All right, so then, Drew, you would then just slice the lump. Just a tiny slice. With, uh, what do you use, Scalpel. knitting needle? Scalpel? Yeah. Is that like an X-Acto knife? <laughs> yeah? Kind of. And what would you do to numb it? I'd like a general <laughs> anesthetic. No, I don't want anything local. Oh, please, I'm going to be put under. I'll we'll start laughing. We'll give you nitrous, and then we'll give you a local anesthetic. Do you have nitrous at the office? No. Where would you do this? Right here, if you want. Oh, can we do it on the air? Mm. That's good it's radio, Ann. We'll book my hand. <laughs> and Drew will perform um, minor surgery on my hand over the air. That sounds good. <laughs> Why don't we do that tomorrow night, Drew? You see the hand surgeon first. Oh, we do? Yeah. All right. Can I see him tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know. We don't have a guest tomorrow night. Let's make the scalpel the guest tomorrow night. Well, you see the hand surgeon first. What, that first. big thing on your palm? Yeah, yeah big lump. Ew. Yeah. yeah, and when it's really starting to hurt, so it's getting all inflamed now, and I'm really Let's starting to think it about it. Get out the exacto knife. That's what he wants to do. I've popped it before. Really? Oof. I mean, I popped it when I was playing these midgets in basketball. You, guys, you remember that, Ann? We oh, did yeah. that on K Rock. Yeah. Midgets beat us playing basketball. Anyway, one of the little midgets. That's a little redundant, isn't it? The little midgets. <laughs> one of the goddamn midgets. Uh, push me on a fast break into the wall, and I slammed it and it popped, but it came back almost immediately. And that's what's going to happen if we drain it. All right. I still think it would be good radio, Drew. Don't you think, Catherine? I think I'd, I'd like to see that. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, you being the medical uh, background. Maybe pre, I could help. Uh, pre, Pre-med. I could hold you down. And oh, yeah. you pin me. I wouldn't need the anesthetic. <laughs> Distract you. <laughs> Why don't we do the whole thing out of your hot tub? We'll do a remote. <laughs> Great. Tell yeah. your husband we're coming from the studio. We sneak uh-huh. up to the hot tub. That'd get me nice and relaxed. David. 26. Oh, there'd be a lot of fluid drained. What's going on? You're 26. What's going on? Hey, wait a minute. Didn't you just say that, Drew? David? Yep. What can we do for you? Okay. Um, I've never I've never been able to reach orgasm with oral sex. Um, I've had a couple of girlfriends really make it a mission to try to uh, make me reach orgasm with oral sex, but it's never it's never been a... You know, they can go on for... Interesting the way he, he phrased it. Didn't you hear that? In I, what way? I, I these girls mm. try to make me have that. Well, no, I don't mean, it, I don't no, mean like I'm some stud or superhero or anything like that. No, That's it's quite, quite interesting that you would respond that way, too. It's interesting. Is, is it an unpleasant experience for you? No, it's a great experience. I, I certainly enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I, I've just never been able to reach orgasm. How easily do you reach orgasm through um, regular intercourse? Is um, not any, I mean, I've never had a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've had guys say this. They complain. Mm-hmm. Complain about this. I personally have never had that problem. As a matter of fact, this is what Quite I prefer. opposite problem. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, you can never, or, you can't premature uh, orgasm during oral sex. No? No. It's women. For women, it's just, well, it's over that much faster. God bless you. Thank you very much. You know, I mean, when a woman, 
performs oral sex on you, it's like a, a prostitute doing it. They're just happy to get it over with. They can just uh, get, be done. But well, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to do. You don't want to get down there for you know. She's an hour, disagreeing hour with you. Forty-five minutes. You do. <laughs> hour really? Hour and forty-five minutes? Well. Really? Yeah, if you, yeah why not? Oh, okay. Good night. Yeah. yeah okay. I was leaving. <laughs> True. I think the lights are on in your car. I'll check that. <laughs> no, but I mean, all right. Maybe if you're trying to impress a guy or something like that. But you know, certainly after you've been in a relationship for a while, and uh, you know, you've been around the same guy for some time and everything, you don't need to be down there for anything over you know ten minutes or so. I think you're hanging out with the wrong women. Really? Personally. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh. This bastard husband of yours. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> he's right there, too. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but he's not good for an hour and a half. That's an accumulation. That's like a month's worth of uh, oral sex, right? Oh, please. Oh, imagine <laughs> what goes on in this hot tub. I would dump uh, 40 gallons of chlorine into that thing before I even put my big toe in there to see how, <laughs> see how warm the water was. God knows what's going on in that tub. All right, well, uh, David? Yep. Uh, well, first off, um, I don't think it has anything to do with the women. It, it has something to do with you. And a lot of guys just don't appreciate this like they should. And uh, I don't know if there's any cure for this. It just seems like some guys are, are capable of this and some guys aren't. And Lord knows you've, you've experimented on a few women. You've had a, f- a few different techniques employed on your behalf. And you've, they've all tried. God bless them. They've you tried. Remember, these, these at one time were considered deviant behaviors, too. They're what? They're, they're, uh, they're oh, oh, true. Uh, good angle. Uh, are you religion? Are you religious at all, David? Just, well, to ah. a point, yeah. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. True, everybody. You but see I don't, that? I don't think it's anything wrong. I mean, I certainly yeah, enjoy You don't, but your penis is uh, devout. A Catholic just, penis. There are a lot of forces that come to bear on what people's preferences are. Very interesting, and, Drew. And, Very uh, astute. And, and in your case, uh, it has. And you, you've talked about it in terms of it being done to you, and sort of an aggressive quality to it. And there's all this negative feeling about mm-hmm. it from your, from your maybe uh, moral, so, you know, religious. David effect. has the uh, penis of a priest, and Catherine has the mouth of Satan. <laughs> I think that's basically what we've established so far. But it's no big deal, David. Right? Don't worry about it. Well, it. it yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, it is this something that I've always, you know, dreamt of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. It's, it's never happened, and and I mean, like I said, it. it I've no. had. All right, no, but wait a minute. Let's, let's, Have you had a girlfriend? Excuse me. You had a relationship? Had a oh, girlfriend? Yeah. A long-term thing? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about I mean, what about when you pleasure yourself, David? Not what? a problem. No problem. No problem. Like three minutes, right? Oh, if that. <laughs> Depending on the situation. On the whole, maybe it's too intimate or something. Something. It means something to him, and uh, it it could be a mixture here between physical sensation and an emotional thing. Mm -hmm. You you never know. It may not be uh, black and white. There may be some religious thing. Right. Right. That that would be the moral Mm -hmm. or spiritual Mm -hmm. or emotional part of it, and then some just could be a physical sensation. Although uh, you say you have no trouble orgasming when you're. performing sex, right? No, not a problem. Yeah. So I would go more the uh, emotional side. All right, so David, here's what you need to do. Okay. Uh, you need to... Uh, what kind of music you listen to? Um, I like rock. All right, well, that, that's a start. You okay. need to uh, uh, pledge your soul to Satan 
And then what you need to do is sort of get yourself started, you know what I mean, like right. manually. Right. And and then see if they if she can just come in and sort of mop up a little bit or finish off or something like that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're and saying. And then you'll have the, you know, it'll be like a moral victory. I mean, technically, you kind of did 80% of the work yourself, but uh, practically, she, well, not practically, but at least, um, what word am I looking for here, Drew? It'll be a moral victory in the sense that her mouth was around that area when you had the orgasm. And then you just sort of work down from that. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Does it make sense, Catherine? Yeah, I think once once you get past the block of... Right. See, there there are theories out there about how and why men fear women. Mm -hmm. And certain parts of women and certain uh, behaviors with women. And this may be one of those issues of being consumed and annihilated and aggressed against. And say... This is the way he described it. Just sound like a, he was a little bit uh, overwhelmed by it. So yeah. it may still kind of everything may shut yeah. down as soon as it starts right. again. All right. So um, it's it's an emotional and a psychological yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. Manny, I bet you could shake him loose from that Hi. block. Hi, Manny. Manny, you're 18. Yeah, I'm 18. What's going on? I got a question for you about a cigarette I smoke. Hmm. You ever heard of what's called a um, clove? Yeah. yeah. It's by a company called Jarum, yeah. and it's made in Indonesia. Yeah. And I'm curious, what I don't know anything about this uh, this cigarette. I don't know much about it. I've read, uh, you know, studies on animals where animals exposed to large doses of this stuff have had cardiac arrests and things. Uh. And there's concern about bronchitis and uh, airway problems, just the way with any inhaled volatilized substance. But I'm not aware of any specific problems that are specifically related to clothes. People have smoked those for quite some time. But, yeah. Um, and I've always heard stories about them, but yeah, I, I never I, had anything confirmed. Yeah. yeah. And I've heard similar stories, like people coughing up blood. Sure. That's the point. It has it causes damage to the airways. Um, when I talked to somebody else about it, they said something about there being, like, glass in it. No. Or, like, fiber or something like that. No, it just, it's just, listen, uh, however it causes the damage, except the fact that it causes the damage to the airways, Okay. All right, Manny. It's difficult to... Stop hanging around with those idiots. What idiots? They've got people you're talking to about clove cigarettes. Smoking uh, fiberglass insulation, coughing up blood. Oh. And why... I cannot get over the fact that hmm. people hear certain wives' tales and they stick. That, uh, what was it? Was it you inhaled cocaine or something? Your lungs would freeze and... If now it's cloves, you cough up blood. I mean, why do those things mean something? Right, but the, when uh, I say the spinal real, fluid in the ecstasy, yes, ecstasy, yeah. a spinal fluid drains out of your spine. Mm. I mean, those things don't mean anything, and they have no no issue. Those are not relevant medically as compared to the real serious consequences that actually occur from these substances. You know, uh, Rod Stewart drank like eight gallons of semen, though. <laughs> That's true. That's totally true. Totally true. You yeah. asked him when he was up Proof. here. Did I ask him that? Yeah, of course you do. You, oh, you, boy. You, you've got such great poise. Jesus Christ, what am I thinking? Dactful. I didn't ask him anything like that, did I? Did I? I asked him about his penis. Rod Stewart's not circumcised. He's not? Yeah, he's from England, you know. They don't do that there? No. Hmm. You know why? Because they play a lot of soccer, and I can't remember the rest. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it has but something, something somehow it helps with the equilibrium somehow when you're doing a lot of running. <laughs> hey, Catherine. Yeah. You're 22. Yes. You're on with uh, Catherine Bell. She's oh, from Jag. Hey, yeah. Um, well, I have two questions, um, sort of problems, actually. Um, I've been with my partner for a year, and when we first got together, um, you know, we lived together, 
we had sex all the time. And it was great, wonderful, no problems on either end. Sex lasted forever. Both orgasms were happy. And um, recently, it's like a, uh, a kids' book sorry. about getting it on. <laughs> um, recently, um, in this past June, actually, um, I had laser surgery for HPV, uh. and um, I started having some problems after the surgery. Pain. Yeah. <laughs> so that's laser on the crotch. Like, that's the human papilloma virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see what oh, I know from this wow. show? Wow. What is that? That's uh, like warts wow. on the crotch area there. On the, on the cervix. Yeah. That's oh, on the cervix? Yeah. yeah. They got to shoot the laser up in there? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah and, um, wow. When, yeah. I'm, when I would have sex, it really got a hold like still. A feeling. Like it hurt to, to urinate after going, you know, and having sex and the whole deal. Almost uh -huh. like if you had a yeast infection, but. Uh -huh. I didn't have a yeast infection, so... You were checked? Yeah. Okay. And um, so I've been having this problem, so, na you know, naturally I didn't really kind of want to have sex. Well, now it's gotten to the point where I have no libido at all. Are you on any medication? Um, I'm on birth control pills, and I've been on those for a year. And how, how, over what period of time have you lost the libido? Um, within the past maybe four or five months. And the entire time, you've it's been four or five months that you've had pain with intercourse, this burning feeling. Yeah, probably. Is um, hey, is that laser a handheld laser? Like a. I really it, couldn't tell you. Or is it mounted on something? Mounted. I don't it's know mounted. Sleep. Like in uh, Doctor No. Remember when James no, Bond was like on in that impossible, thing? No, Impossible Voyage when they when they put them inside that body in the little submarine. Right. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Which one's Raquel Welch? <laughs> was it Raquel Welch? Yeah, that's that one. Oh man, that was great. Yeah, that was, I really enjoyed that. But do they? But what do you mean? You get up on the stirrups and they... I have not seen All right, Catherine. Yes. What do they do? You get up on the gynecological table? Well, um, I, I really don't know what, what happened for the laser surgery because I was put to sleep for that. Mm -hmm. I had to have a biopsy done, and because I have um, a heart condition, they had to give me um, oral... Well, not oral antibiotics, but an IV antibiotics. What, do you have mitral prolapse or something? Yeah, I have a... Um, a tiny hole in my left ventricle. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have microvolt prolapse as well. And um, so they had to give me the IV antibiotics. And mm -hmm. um, I had a really bad scenario with that. They actually, one of the antibiotics they gave me, I was allergic to. And near the end of the procedure, I started, my scalp started to itch really bad. Mm. And it, it, it was like, I came out and I couldn't stop scratching my head. Mm -hmm. And I turned like this bright pink purple, mm -hmm. like you could see like my veins had right, you know, right, right, right. reached the top of my skin and everything. It was really okay. bad. Okay. So, I mean, I've had bad experiences, and I actually started having an allergic reaction the second time when I went in for the actual laser surgery to one of the antibiotics, because they thought it was just the sulfur I was allergic to, the, the clotting mm -hmm. mechanism and the stuff, and it turns out I was actually allergic to the antibiotic. We found that out the second time. So both times I've had the surgery, I've had something bad happen in association with it. So you, you think you're just sort of being conditioned to lose your interest in sex. I... I I'm a little disturbed about the fact that you have burning still with intercourse because that just doesn't fit. Uh, 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 whether they, whether you should have a course of antibiotics or whether things are properly estrogenized or, or what's going on there, I, I would <coughs> excuse me keep going back until you get an explanation for that. Because at least if there's some level of comfort, maybe things would start to get back in again. It's almost like you, she's been sort of you know it's like training an animal with with a negative punishment. Yeah, she gets electrocuted every time she moves in a certain direction. It stops moving in that direction. Uh, yeah, listen, I wouldn't be into sex if I had that much going on down there. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I get my uh, you know penis caught in a zipper, and uh, I'm out for uh, six months. 
six months. Oh, I thought you were going to say six hours. Six months. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, uh, six uh, down. I'd I'd shave a few (laughs) months off that for you. A little hot tub therapy, perhaps. Nurse me back to health, but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sensitive, you know, and I could see if you're up on the stirrups and they're yeah. firing, they're having like a, a Star Wars going Sounds on down in the crotch uh, mm-hmm. with the lasers and everything, and they're putting you all in all kinds of stuff. Uh, I could see where you just want to, sh- you know, close up shop for a little while. Sounds very dramatic. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Paco. Yeah, I just had a little bit of information about the clothes for you. I heard you talking about. Um, with the clove cigarettes, if you smoke a regular cigarette and, say, put a paper towel or something across the filter, it leaves this little sticky residue. When you smoke a clove, it leaves a lot more sticky residue and whatnot, and it goes into your lungs and works almost the same way as uh, cystic fibrosis and lung disease. Mm-hmm. And it makes it easier for viruses, bacteria, whatnot, to get trapped in the lungs and cause infections. And with it being so harsh, then the blood vessels get a little bit inflamed, which allows little, little bit of blood to bleed in the lungs, mm-hmm. but I've never seen anybody hack up blood. Well, I mean, these are like a Pakistani cigarettes or something? Yeah, something of this sort. I've never smoked them or anything. Yeah, I have. I remember they were kind of, they were they were pretty popular in the mid-80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it, you, uh, you get enough irritation right. in the airways, and you can get bleeding. Hey, do, do these uh, cultures, you know, they, they just sit around and they smoke cloves, and they're sucking off the hookah pipe. They're smoking nothing but hash and cloves <laughs> all day long. Yeah. I mean, they're just smoking, smoking, smoking in some of these countries. Do they have huge uh, cases of, of lung cancer, or do they all just uh, die of... Uh, um, some sort of um, fecal-related <laughs> illness in their 40s. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I assume, yes, they have more smoking-related problems, but they also have more other illnesses that they die of first, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like the fecal-related Right, medicine. you'd be smoking up a storm. You'd be smoking the hash and the, you know, why not? You're going to yeah. die at 35 because uh, some guy uh, took a crap upstream. You might as well, <laughs> you might as well toke up and uh, smoke the cloves now. Right, Drew? Hmm. Okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> right, Catherine? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to yell at her for uh What? What's she doing? She's just answering the way I answer. <laughs> She's like kind of caught up in my aura a little bit here, I think. We could stop this whole I'm thing by just ha- having a top discussion. <laughs> it's like she's back. Oh, man. You you still got the Corvallis outfit? Uh-huh. You do? Seriously? Uh-huh. You put that on for the husband every once in a while? <laughs> once in a while. Oh. Blue and white checkered. Skirt. Mm-hmm. Plaid. Plaid, of course. Yeah. With the white blouse. And you knew what uh, level the girls were at, sophomore, freshman, junior, what have you, by the shoes they got to wear. <laughs> I think the queen, uh, seniors maybe wore the loafers. Mm-hmm. And then the juniors got to wear, like, I don't know, topsiders or, uh, or stiletto something. pumps or something. Uh, pumps, uh, pumps. Uh, but but, but well, you, could, you couldn't have it. Uh, it had to be below your knee. The but skirt if, did? So, yeah, but we would roll them up. And uh-huh. then if anyway, skirt. you know, principal would come by right. and just unroll Take them. up the but. skirts. This is like one big Van Halen video over there. It really was. There's nothing better than those outfits. You made a damn sociologic study of this. Yeah. I, I swear to God, I was this close to taking the apartment. Uh, there was a... Yeah, but just because you scary. stand all your time standing it's on the street there staring in. Uh, yeah. this, uh, there was an apartment. I mean, just because you almost took an apartment oh, doesn't explain geez, why you would have made apartment. such a study of this. <laughs> There's an apartment directly across Laurel Canyon in like a beige building. Um, yeah, they tore it down and they built a huge complex. Right, but right. it used to just be one. And there's a second floor with like a, a window facing out. And I thought, geez, what a place. I could just stay here and watch Recess and watch them like, you know, 
throw the utility ball around or do whatever it is they did. I never figured out what they do at these schools during uh, during break. But uh, but but uh, the uh, the skirts and then the loafers and then the what tennis shoes. How did it go? Uh, I don't even remember. I just remember wearing kind of loafer. Loafer yeah, but she had to earn the loafers. Had to earn the loafers. I think, I think it's just that you got cooler as you got, you know, right. you became a senior. But you still got the outfit then. Oh yeah. Okay. Drew, you still got the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Uh, when we come back, what are we going to do, Drew? We'll see what calls will come through by then. <laughs> Hello, my name is Nugget Wampus. I used to be a Vegas showgirl. Watch this. Sorry. I'll kiss it and make it better. Ah, uh, no, thanks. Love line, I'll be right back. From the writer of The Devil Wears Prada and the director of 500 Days of Summer. Who doesn't love those two films? These people have gotten together and created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's what's being called a demented take on the modern musical raunchy original songs starring and co-created by the internet sensation Rachel Bloom. And yes, she can sing. Yes, she can dance. The Hollywood Reporter names Rachel Bloom, quote, one of TV's 10 hot stars to watch. The new series USA Today says, quote, maybe fall's most promising comedy. Critics agree. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is, quote, something to sing about. Check it out. The trailer at CWTV.com. It's an incredible new series. Chances are you've been or been around a crazy ex. And this particular story, Rebecca Bunch, always a little goofy, particularly about one guy, very first love. Then she gets a second chance 10 years later when she meets him again. She's leaving a dream job in New York to follow this dream man to West Covina. Yes, West Covina. You guys know where that is, next to Covina. Used to have friends that hung out there in the high school. All new episodes Monday at 8, 7 Central on The CW. Hello, this is Rod Stewart, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Just keep listening. You're going to hear everything you want to hear and all the answers, too. Yes, you will. Uh, Catherine Bell is here from JAG tonight. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. I'm getting tired. Anyway, screw that phone number. L-U-V? No. What? You don't know the number. I'm not going to repeat it. Anyway, i uh, got a fax here for uh, Catherine. What will become of her character on JAG since her character Sarah has left the service for private practice? How diminished uh, where, where will, will her appearances be? Uh, will be a reoccurring character. My wife and I think she is uh, great and have watched the series since its pilot episode on NBC. Wow. Oh, it was on NBC. Mm-hmm. And what happened? They threw you guys off because you couldn't hit that giant xylophone with the giant stick? <laughs> Is that, exactly. uh, to do those great I, I uh, promos? On, I wasn't on NBC. Oh, you weren't. Yeah, you came in. You I came in after that year. CBS. Yes. Yeah. So what's going to happen? Because as I know, as I was watching last night, where I learned that uh, yeah, Catherine's right. uh, character, uh, Hap Happy uh, McCall, uh. was um, <laughs> moving on to uh, start uh, opal mining in um, uh, <laughs> yeah. the outback. Of- yeah, we really know he watched last night because I came in tonight and said. 
you know, a lot of people have, have emailed me and, and are complaining that why what, that they're worried I've left the show. And he says, well, how do you, how, why do they think you've left the show? I said, because I left last night right. in the episode. But that's, you're not really leaving. Well, I can't tell you that. You're just going to have to tune in. and. and she's and still driving out. to Valencia, so I suspect she's not left the show. Right. She'll be on the show. Well, listen, <laughs> what kind of strategy, strategy is that to make people believe you're leaving the show? They're the re, you I know, know. Everyone got mad and called the network and the producers today screaming and yelling, and it was, it was ugly. Yeah, I think TV just likes to stir it up every once in a while. <laughs> well, she'll be on the show plenty. Don't worry. She's not going anywhere. She's got uh, chlorine to buy and uh, lozenges. I want to threaten to leave our TV show. <laughs> True. I'll replace you with Dr. Art. You lean like that. Are you kidding? I'll get your favorite guy. Uh, I'll dig up Viscott and put him in, in your place. He'll do a better job than you. Please. All right. Uh, or who's the other guy I like so much? Dean, uh, Dina Dell. Oh, my idol, Dina Dell. The great Dina Dell will replace oh. you. He looks like he's uh, has a gigantism that Dina Dell. He's like claymated. But that's fine. Still do better than Drew. Listen, I can Aww. work with anybody. Where the ratings would go up, Drew, you'll see. Don't tell <laughs> All me. All right, I'll oh, screw you. You're not going anywhere. Winter. Yeah. You're 26. Yeah, uh, 26 years old and seem to be having relationship problems. Fine. Well, my problem is, is I've been with this guy for about a year and a half now, and we keep going on again, off again, and the problem I'm having with him is I really love him and want to stay with him, but there seems to be no support. Um, my life off and on has been up up and down, and very severely so. It's gone from having a really good job to getting laid off to having a short-time drug addiction to being just fabulous, and when things aren't really good, he has no support. Um, he turns into this very immature child who who believes has this childhood petulance about him, and he was um, an only, not an only child, but the eldest child of a fairly large family. And his family was never very supportive. His parents are incredibly immature. Mm. And so he gets a spoiled brat attitude, like, I want to be spoiled. I want to live in the lap of luxury. What's your problem? Mm. Even though he's, he's really fairly basic as far as his in earnings and mm. lifestyle. Uh -huh. I'm not following. Mm. Is he listening now? What was that? Is he listening now? No, no he's not. No. Sounded like a message delivered yeah, in the form bit, of a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm on a cell phone. My question is, is... Um, do you guys have any advice as to what to do? Should I stay with somebody like this? How long have you been with this guy? About a year and a half, off and on. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me get clear what it is you're telling us, that when you are addicted... Oh, no, I, I, that lasted for about a month, and that's, that's long since over, but that was just one example of life, one of life's lows for me. And w what was the drug? Um, it was cocaine. And during that time, you felt he was um, intrusive? He was, uh, he was very intrusive, and that... I, that was one of the reasons why I started playing with it was because I wanted something to make me feel better to take it, it made the reality the drug reality was much nicer than, than the reality so he, he forced you to the cocaine you had no yeah. choice really uh, but oh, no, I, I had a choice it was obviously a mistake oh okay does he are you guys monogamous but yes we are How's your, um, i got to ask is the behind still intact uh, Winter <laughs> on, on, on him I'm not sure but what about you yeah um, no I don't think so no it isn't no nah. I'm I'm going with affirmative. Uh, there. You you know it. Believe yeah, me. You know. I would I would hope so. Ant crawls on my ass. I scream. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like this guy's kind of petty and catty, and uh, it sounds like a big pain in the ass. This guy. Is he real good looking? Um, he's fairly good looking, but my you know I've always been the natural leader. I've always been the one who people look up to. But underneath all of it, I've always had a, this terror of of being alone, of mm. of dying alone, of just you know, not being with somebody, and it's, I'm not shy on every other stance but that one, but mm. approaching somebody and dating
shaking and things like that, fear turns into abject terror. And so to find some, the idea of finding somebody else is really hard. Chaos. And yeah. But you shouldn't stick with someone just because you're afraid of but finding someone else. That's true, of being alone. Yeah. yeah right. I, I, can't, I can't tease out who's got what kind of pathology here. And all uh, kind winter, of winter sounds a little chaotic. Yeah. Winter sounds a little... Uh, I'm, I'm picking up something in your voice, Winter. Mm -hmm. You have some energy to you. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? That's the ordering at the restaurant. How's your, how's your environment uh, growing up? Um, my environment growing up was actually um, fairly blasé. Except? Uh, my, my parents were fairly cold emotionally. Um, my mother is extremely emo emotionally, but not physically abusive. Mm -hmm. And um, we get along off and on, and I pretty much disowned them. Yeah, that's Drew's uh, big gay theory, by the way. Uh, what is Drew's big gay that's theory? That's not my big gay theory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, please, it is true. Uh, the, uh, usually the over-domineering sort of... Uh, uh, um, emotionally uh, distant uh, moms. No, mom was very emotionally close, close enough to to terrorize me, and to the point where even at 26 years old, she can she's still the only human on earth who can put me into tears in less than five minutes. Mm, that's not emotionally close. Uh, <laughs> terrorizing you. She, she knows she knows uh, what my emotions are. She can track me. It's almost like she's some kind of emotional. All right, uh, so it's an evil mom. Yeah, that's Drew's much. theory. Uh, mm -hmm. If you have an evil mom, you turn gay. It's not my theory, but uh, that there is such a theory out there. No, so, but you endorse that theory. What about the father, hmm. distant father? Uh, the father was, um, he was fairly emotionally distant in all right. reality, but friendly. I mean, they, we both, we get along for very short periods of time. Mm -hmm. You know, my mother, anything, if she stays down here, because uh, she lives in Alaska, and she comes down to the lower 48 to visit, and if she's down here for any more than a week, I about want to kill her. How old were you when you first started having sex? Um, I had my first, uh, I lost my virginity at 16, but it didn't actually start an active sex lifestyle. It didn't have it again until I was 19. With, this is with women? Or um, not with women? With this guys? is not with women. This is with men. I knew I was gay, and so I stuck with it. I didn't try and play straight. Oh, you did? No, oh, I didn't. that's good. Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, you, I'm hearing something in your voice. you got some energy, a little unfinished business. Well, I'm losing my voice for starters. Is this, right. guy, is, this guy's probably the guy, a big pain in the ass. The guy is... Uh, uh, kind of the way he describes his mom and the way he describes this guy are kind of similar. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Very interesting there, Winter. Yeah, yeah although, although the man I'm dating is not really, not really as vicious as my mother, nor is he as intellectual. Mm, okay, so that's about he's even. Sweet, but he's not very bright. I mean, that, that really is not All a right. good way to put it. Listen, I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't sound like he, he really respects the guy too much. doesn't sound like uh, he... He thinks he's that great a person or anything like that. It just sort of seems like he's with him, A, for the sex, and B, because he's scared to be alone, and C, because he thinks he's going to have difficulty finding someone else, and so he's D, making do. And D, he's, he looks for abusive relationships, and this guy fit that bill. And uh, F, um, I was trying to work a joke in where I used F and then ass uh, <laughs> right, after, <laughs> right after it. thought it would be kind of funny, you know. But yeah, no, it didn't really work out. Let me tell you something. They're not all singers. <laughs> Two she, hours she's been here two hours. She, she understands that. Yes. Yeah, but it's not bad, right? No, you're no, I'm pretty all. tired. Yeah, it's late. Yeah, that's attractive view. That sense of humor. Don't 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 uh, cut him any slack. I just want to know. Is he it, abuses is really... everybody else in the studio and all around here. Like, but, yeah. but isn't are women it. attracted to a sense of humor? Absolutely. They always say they are, Absolutely. but it just never seems to be. It never seems to work out that way. And it's like, yeah, I'm really attracted to guys that sense Maybe you want to ask what they're repulsed by. And then they're, you, see them, you see them like that weekend, and it's like uh, they're with um, Lorenzo Lamas or uh, Dave Faustino or something. And you go, they're 
I want to have a sense of humor. Yeah, they're dating Kato Kalen. Oh. All right. You don't care about a guy's looks. You got to have a good sense of humor, right? Well, sense of, sense of humor is very important. Mm. They, they all are. All those things. No, it's it's all a package, one thing. package right. thing. All right. So you're saying the penis size? Oh, no. Okay. It's all inclusive. I see what you're saying. Shannon. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. You're 16. You're going to tell us your problem, then we're going to go to break. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'm having trouble dealing with this girl at school, and she's on my team. Mm, hold on a second. Okay. All right, no, that's no good. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. Gosh. No one's going to stick around for that. Uh, Kara? Yeah, hi. You're 17. Yeah, what's going on? Um, I broke up with my boyfriend of, like, six years yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the reasons being he's addicted to pornography. Okay, hold it right there. All right, that's, that's good, good right? That's, good. that's, that's something exciting. we can get into. Mm-hmm. I bet you got a couple of uh, <laughs> movies around the house. And you're probably okay with your husband checking that out once in a while, right? That's one of the yardsticks, Drew. Yardstick, Isn't that one is of my yardsticks, how I measure women? personal rating scale? Yeah. Here's the two things. Um, how big a pain in the ass a woman is to go eat with? Because mm-hmm. a lot of women, like, if you go out with Drew's wife, she wants actually, she's like a chemist. She oh, has to no. invent her own salad dressing everywhere she goes. <laughs> everywhere she goes. She's, uh, she really is. She's wow. like, uh, I think she wants to work at uh, Dow. She just shows up with a graduated cylinder and a Bunsen burner. And even if they have 170 dressings, she's got to invent a 171. Mm-hmm. See, that, I don't need that. I just no, like them to order right off the menu. And the other one is, are, is the woman okay with a little, you know, magazine lying around the bathroom or a movie in the VCR movie, once in a while? Little. You seem like you'd be all right with that. Well. Yeah. That's right. Because it's, it's your movie. That's why. All right. Oh. Yeah. Hey. No, I don't mean you're in it. I just oh. mean, you know, oh, you don't mind okay. all that. All right. When we come back, we'll uh, find out what's up with uh, Kara and her addicted you all right there, Drew? I'm fine. Her addicted boyfriend. The best word is Love Line. We'll be right back. Uh, Love Line will be right back. Hey, he saw yes. me. No yeah. fair. Hey, it's Ben Greenfield here of the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show, where we cover everything from performance to fat loss, recovery, digestion, brain, sleep, hormone optimization, pretty much everything you need to know to look, feel, and perform like a superhuman. Our past few episodes include topics like how to look good naked, the best anti-aging workouts, polyphasic sleep, the Iceman Returns with Wim Hof, and many other episodes that shatter the way that you think about health and how to reinvent your body and teach you the most cutting-edge, proven, scientific ways to get results fast. You'll never have to guess again about how to eat, how to exercise, how to live a long time, how to live as good a life as possible, and even how to biohack your body. So check it all out. Tune into the Ben Greenfield Fitness Show and enjoy the ride. Download new episodes at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, this is Matthew Sweet, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. What is that? All right. Catherine Bell is here. She's on JAG, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, CBS. Currently the hottest, most highly rated show on CBS. And that's not just Tuesday nights. That's every night. Beats the crap out of 60 Minutes. It kills... 
Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I don't know. What else is on CBS? Is there anything Murder else on? Murder, She Wrote. Um, they should just I run six minutes. Nope, nothing else. Uh, nothing else. It, it beats not, the crap nothing. out of uh, Jane Laidlaw, Frontier Nurse. <laughs> it beats um, uh, uh, Ted Hardwick, uh, Flight Doctor. This is a series I'm working on. Really? I got a concept for a series. It's a okay. guy. I, you know how they invent jobs that don't really exist for TV series? Yep. This guy's a flight doctor. Okay. He is a doctor that flies uh, on international flights, long flights. Just sits Just there, on, there on the Concorde. Yeah, case, you know, yeah. because you always see these movies of the week and stuff where they go, um, um, botulism at 40,000 feet right. or something. Right. It's always, uh, for some reason, the biggest, uh, the, the, all TV can come up with is uh, some guy comes down with whooping cough uh, <laughs> on a flight to Denver. I don't know why. I, I've, I've flown a million miles. I've never had a guy so much as sneeze, and if he does, just screw him. We're flying on, and we'll land when we land, and there'll be someone waiting for him. But anyway, it's always a big deal. So this guy, this uh, Ted Hardwick, flight yeah. doctor, yeah. he's this flight doctor. He, he, uh, he's always bending down a, uh, a new stewardess. Every, every show begins with him in a different port of call somewhere. Some, you know, when he's in Paris, he's here, he's there. And each wow. one starts with the uh, travel alarm going off and him reaching over and slapping <laughs> it. And a very beautiful girl, maybe a Swedish girl or a Spanish girl, whatever country he's in, doesn't want him to leave. But he has to leave. He drives a sports car right out onto the tarmac and gets onto the plane. Maybe the same day every time? Hmm? Repeats the same day over and over again? What do you mean the same day? Yeah. No. Groundhog Dr Day sort no. of thing? No, no. please. <laughs> hey, shut Drew's mic. Mike. Shut his mic off, please. So he's with a new stewardess every okay. time, and he gets on the plane. And of course, it's not just all about medicine. He's disarming bombs. Oh. He's wow. taking on terrorists. Like a little James Bond. He's delivering know, babies. Maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. He's having to land the plane every third episode because right, something happened to the pilot. And then, the real kicker is um, he uses medical techniques to fix the plane on occasion. Let's say the hydraulic systems You've been on the fritz. About this for a oh while, yeah, I worked the whole thing out. Wow. The uh, hydraulic systems on the fritz and the landing gear won't go down. He uh, has to do a bypass. MacGyver. It's oh, MacGyver at thirty-five thousand feet. <laughs> Doctor MacGyver. MacGyver, a flight doctor. That's good. It's a little redundant, but it's good. <laughs> oh, this could be a good Friday night series. And Indeed. and there's a there's a hot looking sort of monopenny type who who's an air traffic controller who he never sees but he's always talking to her. And always she promising a date. Hold on, him. turn turn Drew's mic back on. He has some ideas now. She, and she actually likes him. You can pick up on that, but he he never notices. No, he yeah he, he, he toys with her a little bit. You want them to get together, and the whole time he's always, like always promising they... a date, but it never happens. Yeah. All the stewardesses dig him though. You know. All right, enough of your fantasies. Let's go. Yes, okay. Ted Hardwick, flight doctor. MacGyver. I mean, uh, Doctor MacGyver, flight doctor. MD. This is huge. Yeah. This comma MD at the end. <laughs> Where were we, Drew? Six. Oh, six? Yeah. Kara. Yeah. You're 17. Yes. Um, you want me to repeat my problem? Hold on. I had this other idea oh. for a series. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like some kind of Chinese water torture. It's called The Special Guys, and it's just an hour of good-looking guys repelling. They're just repelling off of stuff. They're they're off of 12. helicopters, off buildings, in tuxedos. Aren't there 12 shows like that on the air right now? Slow yeah. This one's going to be the 13th, but this one's called The Special Guys. Ah. You've named all the guys already, too. Kara? Yeah. All right, so what's going on there? Okay. Um, I broke up with him yesterday because, or one of the many reasons, um, is because he's addicted to pornography. What are some of the other reasons? Um, well, he's in a wheelchair. 
Um, he's paralyzed, and uh, he just got a new apartment. Um, and he's just he stays inside all day. What was um, the injury? A gunshot. Uh-huh. Oh boy, that's good. Hold on one second. Last series. Oh God. True, uh, real life stories uh-huh. of the U.S. Patent Office. <laughs> Wow. This is a hard-hitting drama here. We have yeah. good-looking actors playing, working at the patent office, but people come in and try to get things like registered and you know patents and stuff. True stories. Ooh, this sounds thrilling. It's all. It's a different invention each time. Wow. True stories of the post office. Mm, I was going to go with the agricultural this, this... inspection office, <laughs> but I went with the pa- I went with the patent office because that hasn't been done. This could just crush in the ratings, kind of like world's scariest. It'd be huge. Chances. And Drew and I got a series called Coffee and Donuts coming up. <laughs> oh we're, yeah. Poe's going to write. We're couple Poe, the uh, singer. Yeah. She's going to write it for us. Uh, we're it's a it's a buddy cop thing, uh-huh. and my name is Tony Donetti, but I'm Donuts, and I'm a tough Chicago uh, streetwise <laughs> punk who's play by your work. own rules. I uh-huh. play by my own rules. That's the twist. <laughs> and Drew is coffee. He's he's uh, Charles Coffee, and he he plays by the rules. And we make this couple, but you know it's really odd because he's real straight lace, and I'm way out of bounds. I'm a loose cannon. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm never the, been uh, done. I'm the corner. Yeah, never he plays he plays a forensic doctor, and I play this guy, and I call him Stiffs, and he gets really <laughs> mad when I call it uh, yeah, a cadaver Stiff. He wants to be you know be called. Yeah, perfect music. Mike, you do the mic. You do the music for it. Danetti. Coffee in my office right now. We got a big black sergeant who yells at us every week. This, gosh, this is really original. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's better than anything I saw. All right, so Kara, he's. He, wow. What happened that your boyfriend got shot? Um, his stepbrother shot him when he was 11. Oh, well, old on was. Purpose. Oh, on purpose. With oh. the gun his mother had in the house for protection. Right, right. Well, that's right. why we need uh, more guns. More guns. Uh, that's right. why so, the NRA is so doing he, such a fantastic service to isolated, the citizens of the, of the country. He spent we his time more of those. isolated, spent his time looking at porn. What else? Um, he's been unmotivated to do anything. He sits in the house all day. Um, for the past month, um, I mean, we haven't communicated at all. Um, he's obviously having some problems, doesn't want to try to, to work things out with me. Um, the whole pornography, he he denies that he even does it. Like, I'm okay with it a little bit. Hold on. You know, it's not just... The, the pornography is sort of a, a, one of many symptoms here. So let's uh-huh. look at the big picture. No, is, he, uh, is he smoking pot or doing drugs wait, every day? Well, he has... A, he's Yeah, he has drug addiction. Okay. So he's an addict yes. on multi, to multiple things. He's yes. isolated, withdrawn. He's yeah. losing his relationship. How old is he? He's 19. And, mm. and this is just about addiction. This is about being an addict, being depressed. Right. And withdrawing. How'd and you get hooked up with him, Kara? In, in junior high school. You got hooked up in junior high? Yeah, I'm a senior now. I mean, I'm... Yeah, I've been with him for a really long time, and that's that's well, why. Look, I've... you left. It took a long time to realize what you were dealing with, and well, no, no. I mean, it's always been like this, you know. Like I've always known that he's he's had an addiction problem. Uh, you, you need to work on your own codependency. I mean, the healthiest right. thing you've done, obviously, is leave. Hmm. Exactly. And I, I wonder if the first piece of codependency was going out with a guy in a wheelchair. I don't mean to make it. Uh, sound i mean god bless you for going out with a guy in a wheelchair but you know what i mean that is a pretty codependent yep. choice mm-hmm. to make isn't yeah. it yes uh-huh yes um right and, and i and i care about him you know and i don't want to see him go back to because he was doing well um well he's an addict and if he's not being treated for his addiction that will progress and if he if you're losing you is not uh, catching his attention there's nothing you can do about that yeah that's that's true. I just you need to go to some Al-Anon or something for yourself. Yeah. Because you're just going to jump onto another addict of some type. 
uh-huh. from here. There's a, um, I was thinking a lot about uh, coffee and donuts during <laughs> most of the call. What a huge show this could be. But he, he has a function down there. All um, right. He actually got the Caverject, Dr. Drew, I'm sure yeah. you know. I brought, I brought in the whole thing yeah. for you on that. He brought in a little, um, uh, a little, a little loose yeah. penis, which yeah. has uh, mysteriously disappeared, although <laughs> Anne always is giggling on her way out to the car. I don't know if she stole that or not, but you inject your penis with a syringe, right? right? right. And that it doesn't bother him because he's paralyzed. He can't feel it. Feel so, mm. Right, um, but and it works for him? Well, it, I mean, it's not. it hasn't been that effective. He gets hard. He can get hard without it, um, but he gets hard for probably about, 20 minutes and, and you have to keep it down otherwise like if you put it up his penis then it gets soft so there's kind of some access so it wear his penis down yes <laughs> if he wears it in a bun it would, it would it would lose the blood yeah wow um but mm. he you and know, does he have a sensation when he has an orgasm well and and that's that's the other thing is that um he says that he can ejaculate um and you know, I've never I've seen him do it once, but um, like he can't get off unless I get off, and I won't have sex with him because he's doing pornography. So it's like a big circle. Uh, well, look, uh, well, 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 how how um, isn't this pornography sort of benign though? I mean, if mm-hmm. if it, does he how can he pleasure himself to it? See, I, it's just an addiction. I don't know. He can't. Well, Wait, he doesn't give himself the caver jack thing? No, no. I mean, why would he do that? No. Well, I'd do it. <laughs> well, wouldn't, wouldn't you? I mean... If you couldn't feel it? You'd just be, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. I just hate to see pornography get a bad name. I really right, do. But the, the car, look, it's, it's a dysfunctional situation. You, you obviously got this tendency to pick up on people who need fixing and who are addicted. You need to work on yourself. You're just going to do the same thing all over again. Whether, or you're going to keep going back to this situation, and it's never going to get better. Right. If you get better, actually, interestingly, when the codependents get serious and start working on themselves, that's one thing the addicts somehow pick up on, and sometimes will that will motivate them sufficiently to begin working on their Because they figure disorder. the uh, person is serious about... No, it's just they, they really right. are losing the person at that point. And well, that's what I'm saying. And I mean, abandonment is a serious issue for an addict, and they sometimes respond to that. No. The threats of abandonment and the leaving and all that is not real abandonment until the person actually starts changing because they know that they'll see the charade. But, Catherine, you're all right with a little pornography around the house, right? <laughs> You've asked her that 18 times. I know, but she didn't really answer. I said we'd get to it when we got back. You're all right what with that? my mom's listening or something? Well, it's not like you were in them or you went out and produced one. It's just a I hub. Don't, I didn't have a moral problem. Hubby brought it. one home, no. and you didn't, you didn't freak out about it. You're I, secure with yourself. I, I, yeah. 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 You see that? It's not all about security. See? Scoring very high, by the way. Am I? Yeah. Well, I don't. I have. I don't really have much of a list. It's just the eating yeah. and the pornography <laughs> part. Pornography. Really, the staples of uh, of life, if you think about it. You know, do you, right, Drew? Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drew's checked out. He's done with the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, we will come back to uh, wrap up and wrap down with uh, Catherine Bell from Jag and uh, Dr. Drew. All after this. Hello, my name is Margie. I'm the world's fastest typer. There you go. War and peace. I have to listen to Love Line while I type. There you go. The Necronomicon. Typed in human blood. Uh, something's wrong with Margie. Love Line will be right back.
just showing Catherine the more sensitive side of Adam Carolla during the I'll, break. I'll set it straight. I'm so emotional right now. <laughs> Seriously, I know you're in love with your husband and everything, but if something tragic happened to him... I would call you would. in a heartbeat. I'd be in the hot tub right after the funeral. <laughs> All right. All right, and he doesn't hear that. Good. No. He kind of looks like a pretty tough guy. <laughs> He's kind of pretty, pretty scrappy. All right, I'm sure he knows his way around a jet ski because you guys spend many. Mm. That was probably a common jet love skis. of yours, the jet ski. Well, all kinds of fun stuff: motorcycles, jet skis, oh. boats. Skis. Yeah, I like that. I like the dirt bikes. Buying dirt bikes, yeah. Like oh, really? Dirt bikes. You're buying them? He's, he's got his magazines over there. He's actually oh boy shopping. What a life! Sits home, <laughs> sits in a hot tub, reading the <laughs> motocross weekly magazine. all day. <laughs> oh my God. What did he do to deserve that kind of life? <laughs> Boy, he, he, saving a, uh, a boat full of kids wouldn't wouldn't be enough to have that kind of life that this guy has now. <sighs> What's he? Uh, is he have a motorcycle now? You guys have motorcycles now? Uh, we have we have one. What do you have? Uh, we have a Suzuki GS 500. Oh, it's not not a no, dirt bike. Like a, no. no, not yet. But you're gonna get a dirt bike. Can get dirt bikes. Right. Both um, uh, get get uh, wear all the equipment. Oh yeah, I'm sure well, they that's go the best nuts. part is the you know the keep close <laughs> all right all right we're plumb out of show um, Catherine bell at jag tuesday nights eight o'clock cbs the best carrier related programming uh currently on, on prime time and i know i'm going out on a limb but uh mark my words there's no better carrier based show than this jag am i right drew you're always right adam thank you Catherine. uh thank you for being such a good sport thanks for having me it was fun um, thank your husband for uh, and i put a curse on him at the same time mm -hmm. for being a good sport tonight and uh, until next time this is adam corolla for dr drew saying mahalo this has been loveline the opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions that's for sure if you'd like a written transcript of today's program you probably should have written it down yourself and if you did we'd like a copy loveline producer ann wilkins this broadcast was copyrighted Right, 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> this concludes another PodcastOne.com program.